Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 136. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Fire Nation. I have received so many requests for a book detailing the step-by-step process of creating your own podcast. Well, the day has arrived. Podcast launch has hit the Amazon store. I share everything in this book and have included 15 incredible video tutorials that go along with the purchase. If you pick up podcast launch and enjoy, I would love a review on Amazon. Go to podcastlaunch.com to snag your copy and get instant access to all 15 video tutorials. That's podcastlaunch.com. Okay, let's get started. I am simply ecstatic to introduce my guest today, Rick Mulready. Rick, are you prepared to ignite? John, I was born with Reddy in my last name. Let's do this. (laughs) I love that. Rick's game is Facebook marketing. Two years ago, after spending more than nine years in internet marketing for some of the biggest online brands in business, he realized that this growing social media company called Facebook was onto something. So he immersed himself in learning everything he could about how small businesses could grow their business using Facebook, and he has incredible insights to share. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Rick, but why don't you take a minute, tell us about you personally, we want to get to know you, and then tell us about your business. Sure. Well, uh, well, thanks, John. I appreciate you having me on today. Um, it really all started for me. I, I was actually, uh, I finished college back in the early 90s. I'm dating myself here, but I really wanted to get into sports and I got into uh, to sports PR uh, and I, I worked for the Washington Capitals hockey team back in the late 90s. I worked for them for about five years. And while I was there, Ted Leonsis, who was one of the early, very early founders of uh, of uh, AOL with Steve Case, he came in and bought the team. So that was sort of my first, um, you know, exposure to internet marketing uh, and internet companies at that time. And and I'd been at the team for for quite a while and and knew that something was was a change was needed. So uh, this AOL th- thing seemed pretty cool, and I, I got to know uh, Ted's team there at AOL and. Uh, long story short is I ended up getting a job with AOL. So I've spent, I, at the time, I spent almost five years at AOL, and that was on the East Coast in Virginia at their headquarters. And I moved out to the West Coast and started working for um, a little company you might know called Yahoo. Yeah. Spent a couple couple years there um, selling and working with some of the biggest brands in the business as well. And I uh, went from there to a company called Vibrant Media, which is a contextual advertising platform. Went from there to uh, Funny or Die, which is Will Ferrell's uh, online company and website. And then I actually went back to Vibrant after uh, Funny or Die. And, and, and during that time, uh, and I'm sure we'll get into this more here in the interview, but I, um, as you mentioned in the intro there, I, I really got to see what Facebook was doing uh, for small businesses and small businesses, how they could uh, grow themselves using Facebook marketing with little uh, to no budget. So I really, uh, really delved into that, and I'm sure that we can get into that more as the interview goes on here. We are definitely going to delve more into that, Rick. And on a quick side note, did you watch the Golden Globes this year? Uh, I caught maybe 15 minutes of it. Okay, well, 
Will Ferrell's little skit or presentation on the Golden Globes is a must watch. So just go on Hulu, check out that clip. It is hysterical. Oh my God, he was so funny. Awesome. I missed that, but I will definitely check that out. He's hilarious. He is so good. So we're going to transition now to the success quote. This is how we start every entrepreneur on fire show off with. It's kind of our way of getting that motivational ball rolling. And Rick, I know that you have a great success quote for us. So take it away. I do. And and my favorite success quote, I have a few of them, but the one that really um, uh, hits home for me is Mark Twain's quote that says, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did, you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. Wow, that is such a great quote for entrepreneurs. And I want you to take that down to the ground level. How have you actually applied this mantra recently in your life, in your journey? Yeah, I thought a lot about this quote when I was considering leaving my comfy corporate job, which I did uh, the middle of last year, uh, to focus full time on my Facebook marketing business. And in the grand scheme of things, you know, I, I really thought, would I regret not taking the leap and just going for it? Would I look back twenty years from now and really regret not, you know, not doing it? And then also on a day to day basis, it sort of acts as a guide. Uh, to help me make decisions if I'm trying to decide whether to do something or not. It's a really good guide to, to, to think about. And, you know, will I be disappointed if I didn't do something? Great example, great insight, and the truth is just so prevalent there. So, Rick, let's transition now to our first real topic, and that's failure. That's challenges and obstacles that as entrepreneurs we face so many times along our journey. Take us back to a time when you failed or when you came up against an obstacle or a challenge. You just really had to dig deep to overcome and then share with us how you overcame that. I think for me, you know, the biggest challenge I faced was being stuck in that comfy corporate, comfy corporate job, the tongue twister there, that I was miserable in for way too long and, you know, not really having the guts to make a change before I actually did. You know, I was miserable for quite a while before I actually made um, that jump. Like I mentioned before, I've been in online advertising for uh, the past 11 years. And I love the online space, obviously, but after years of being in sales, I became really jaded and just really, really unhappy. I was pretty good at it, but, you know, I, I, I kind of hated it. Um, and, you know, I, I recently read somewhere where someone compared a steady paycheck to crack cocaine, um, that it's addictive, that the, that the steady paycheck is as addictive to crack, which yeah. is a, a pretty unique perspective. You know, I wouldn't know anything about the crack part, but it's certainly easy <laughs> to fall into complacency, um, you know, with a nice paycheck every uh, two weeks. Uh, and... I overcame this challenge by really shifting my mindset. Um, I've learned over the years that almost everything we do or, or don't do for that matter is based on mindset. And so kind of once I wrapped my head around that and I, and I said, okay, I need to leave this job because I'm basically killing myself and the people around me in my everyday life. I have so much more to offer people. Uh, so I, I put together basically a plan of, of sort of next steps. Um, you know, taking my Facebook marketing business more seriously, which I was doing on a part-time basis, but taking that more seriously, getting a plan together for getting out of, out of the debt I was in, 
Um, and then also getting, you know, a, a significant savings in place. Um, so there I needed, I knew I needed a path um, to, to get there. And just kind of finally on, on this point here, there, I read something last year and I, and I don't remember, I, have, I apologize, I don't remember where I read it, but it was a story about uh, Navy SEALs. And it was, it was Navy SEALs going through their BUDS training, which they have to do to pass, they have to pass that in order to become a Navy SEAL. And it was an interview with Navy SEALs over several generations of, of um, SEAL training. And the one question that, that was being asked of them was, what got them through that training? What did they think about? What was their mindset when they were going through this training? What, what allowed them to get through it? And the one common theme was many of them said that they would look out as they were you know, freezing their butt off in the water or all sandy or whatever they were doing miserable, they would look out on the horizon and they'd see this naval ship out there. And they would think about, you know, there are, are people, you know, there were uh, uh, naval people, and I know that you have a, uh, a military background, so I'm sure yeah. you can relate to this a bit, but there, you know, there are, are naval, I, I think the word is shipmen or shipwomen. Uh, on it's that actually ship, seamen. Seamen, there you go, okay. So there are, there are people scrubbing decks on that naval ship. And these naval se- Navy SEALs said, you know what? I am never scrubbing decks again. Wow. And so it was really that. I, 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 I used that for my own thing. And, and I said, you know what? That was really the mindset shift for me was that I, am, I overcame it because I said, you know what? I'm never going back to selling online advertising again. <laughs> well, you know, I love that analogy for obvious reasons. I am a military man, army officer for eight years, four years active, four years in the reserves. And although I never put myself through the kind of rigorous training that Navy SEALs have, I mean, who has, I can definitely relate to what they're saying and a lot of what I did while I was an officer in the U.S. Army. So I personally love that analogy, Rick, and it's just a great lead-in to our next topic, which is the aha moment. And I know that you've had some great aha, moment, aha moments throughout your life, and you've already shared a couple with us. And as entrepreneurs, we are usually very fortunate to have small aha moments every day, every week, every month. But every now and then, we get that one great light bulb that just goes on and we're going to say, wow, this is going to resonate so well with my target audience, with my authentic self. Share with us a moment that you've had like this and how you turned it into success. Yeah, for sure. Two actually come to my mind and one is more directly related to my business now and the other is sort of indirectly related. So I guess I'll start with the the first one that's more direct related. Cool. At all the companies, uh, you know, AOL, Yahoo, Funny or Die, and and, and Vibrant Media that I, that I've worked with over the years, uh, and and this is that way for many many companies in the internet advertising space is that these companies have a minimum ad spend that a business has to meet in order to advertise with them. And you know, I agree with this. I agree with why it's in place and that there's you know there's a policy in place. That requires this medium uh, or um, a minimum. I get it, but after years of seeing small businesses sort of left out and not able to advertise with these big players on a, on a larger scale in favor of you know these big brands, I really saw a need there. And you know, small businesses generally don't have much of a budget to work with, yet they still need to market their business just like large brands do. Um, and at the time, Facebook had recently started its meteoric rise, and I and I saw the potential there, 
that existed with Facebook marketing for small businesses. So, you know, they could reach millions of potential targeted customers while spending little to no money. I think that's the big misnomer with that a lot of people have with, uh, with Facebook is that you can be really, really successful and grow your business on there without spending much money or not spending any money at all. So I basically immersed myself in, in learning as much as I could about Facebook marketing and you know, then I started sharing that knowledge through my blog, you know, blog posts, instructional videos, ebooks, and so forth. Um, I have a lot of friends who are small business owners, so I see firsthand how hard it is for them. You know, and I really want to be a steward in helping them grow um, their business through Facebook marketing. Uh, the second sort of aha, mo- aha moment I had is, and this one actually fairly recently, uh, and I really don't know why that this sort of hit me the way it did, but I was walking home from the gym one day and had the epiphany that without my health, I have nothing. I'm not able to work on, you know, like the projects that I want to work on, do the things with the people I love, or have the freedom of lifestyle that I've wanted so badly. So true. So, you know, I don't really know where that came from because I, I do, you know, my dad passed away from colon cancer when I was 25. And so I've taken my health really seriously since then. Uh, and I'm 40 now. Um, but, you know, this was just one of those weird epiphanies that came really, really clearly to me as I was walking back up the street from the gym that, you know, without anything, without, without my health, I, uh, I really don't have anything else. Wow, those are two very powerful aha moments, Rick. And they're on two different spectrums, which I just love. Now, how did you actually take that first aha moment that you've had and turn it into a success, what you currently are experiencing right now? Yeah, I did. I went right into research mode. Uh, when I want to learn something uh, or when I want to make a change, I go into uh, major research mode where I'm looking and consuming as much content as I possibly can. And that's so at that time, like I mentioned, I was learning everything I could about, about Facebook marketing and how it could help uh, small businesses grow their business. And then also, I needed to learn how to run you know, an online lifestyle, and I'm using air quotes right now, right. Uh, business. And you know, I, I need to look at what other people were doing. Like you know, I looked at people like Corbett Barr and Adam Baker and, and Chris Gillibo, Craig Ballantyne. And after that, I just really immersed myself in what they were doing and tried to learn how they were running their businesses and what was making them successful. And uh, I actually reached out to um, Adam Baker from Man vs. Debt, who I just mentioned, and uh, sought some coaching with him. And I'm lucky to say that you know, I value him as a very good friend to this day. It's, it's really turned into um, a, you know, a very personal relationship in addition to uh, the business relationship that we, uh, that we started out with. So it was really um, educating myself as much as possible, consuming all that content, and then hiring a coach to kind of get, uh, to get things kick-started. Rick, have you had an I've made it moment? No, I don't, I don't think so. You know, I, I set goals, yes, of course, and if I achieve them, um, you know, my problem is I tend to move on too quickly. Uh, you know, once I, once I achieve that goal, I say, okay, that was great, and then I move on rather quickly to um, my next goal. Now, with that said, I, I do have sort of small reminders, um, you know, during the days that, that tell me what I'm working on is really making a difference. The, those times I cherish the most are when I meet someone at a conference and they tell me, you know, that they've been watching my videos for a while now and they found them really helpful and they really helped grow whatever projects that they were working on. 
Um, you know, not a not a big uh, I've made it moment in a more traditional sense, but those are sort of my small I've made it moments. No, that's great. And that's exactly why I asked this question, because every entrepreneur answers this question differently. And I love the variety of the responses and how everybody's outlook is slightly or massively different when it comes to this, because some people say, John, I have an I've made it moment every single day. And other people say, I will never have an I've made it moment because that will denote the end of my journey and I will never be there. And for me, it's more about the milestones that you're hitting along the way. You really need to set goals, drive hard to those goals, but make sure that when you do hit them, you're taking a moment, you're stepping back and you're appreciating the achievements because it's about the journey. The journey is where the beauty lies. And it sounds to me, Rick, like you're enjoying the journey. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, I I definitely am. And I, I think that that's when maybe I will have that. I've made a moment when I'm able to say, you know what? I I can truly stop and appreciate all of those moments and, and all of those, I mean, not everybody can, uh, can appreciate every single one, but, you know, when I, I think I'll have made it when I'm able to stop and, and, and look at my, my goal achievements and all the people that I'm helping on a day-to-day basis and, and really cherish, as you just mentioned, cherish those moments, um, you know, and, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. So you're, you're, you're right, hitting it right on the head. I personally think you're going to make it there sooner than later, Rick. I appreciate that. So let's talk about your current business right now. Pull out one or two things that are just really exciting you right now and then expound upon them. I'm, I'm actually starting a podcast. Yay. Where, yeah, podcast. So where <laughs> I'm interviewing um, social media influencers and heads of social media from major brands. I actually just, uh, the podcast is not out at the time uh, that we're recording this, but I did just release my first interview today and it's with Intel's head of social media, oh, wow. Walter. Um, yeah, she's got a new book out and, and she's got some great insights about what Intel does on Facebook. Um, and, and the whole goal of this is to highlight what big brands are doing on Facebook and other social media platforms that Small businesses and online entrepreneurs can really mirror to grow their own, you know, to grow their own business. Now, granted, these big brands have these huge budgets. Huge. uh, And small businesses and online entrepreneurs tend not to have those budgets or on maybe, you know, bootstrapping or shoestring budgets. But the cool thing about this is, is that what I love about this is that it gives the opportunity to, for us to learn from what these big brands are doing and how they're growing their brands and how we can mirror the same thing without spending, you know, nearly a fraction of what those big brands are are uh, are spending. No, it's so true. I, I mean, look at Lowe's and Home Depot. Lowe's just took that mentality. Hey, wherever there's a Home Depot, we're going to plop a Lowe's right next to it. Why? Because Home Depot's done all the research. They've made sure that there's enough drive-by traffic. There's enough need, want, desire in the area. And then we're just going to be better than them. And so that's just a great correlation there where we can listen to what these big ad agencies have done, these big budget companies are doing and apply them to our own business because we live in a very lean and fast moving world. And so we can really apply these principles in a very bootstrap kind of method, but see the same success that the people like Intel are seeing. Yeah, absolutely. So, Rick, what's your vision for the future? Uh, that's a great question. Um, my vision is to continue to be, you know, really be a steward for small business. You know, if I'm helping people on a daily basis grow their business 
through Facebook marketing, I'm succeeding. That's my that's my vision. Um, now, I will say that it's it, it's going to be interesting because with Facebook changing what seems like on an almost daily basis, it's going to be really interesting to see how these changes are affecting um, small businesses and what they're able to do on there. So, yeah. you know, my immediate vision is I definitely want to keep helping and, and being a steward for those small businesses, showing them how to leverage uh, Facebook to grow. But at the same time, you know, it's going to be really interesting to see what, uh, you know, the direction that Facebook heads. I think what what gets lost, you know, very easily is that, and people forget, is that Facebook's still a really young company. Young. It's only it's only a few years old. Now, granted, in the whole in you know in the internet years, they've been around a long time, but they've really only been around a couple of uh, years. And I, I think that uh, I have a lot of friends there who will admit to the same thing: is they're still trying to figure things out themselves. So, you know, they they have this vision. Um, I don't see that changing about you know connecting everyone in the world. That's obviously not going to be changing, but how they go about things, you know, that seems to change on a daily basis. So it's going to be really interesting to see uh, and watch what they do. Are you trying to tell me that Mark Zuckerberg does not have all the answers? <laughs> I, uh, I just read last week that, that <laughs> Facebook is testing out, uh, you can pay $100 to message Mark Zuckerberg on Facebook. So yeah, I think I'm saying that uh, he does not have all the answers quite yet. <laughs> Well, let's see. If he can answer 60 questions an hour, that means he's worth $6,000 an hour. Uh, yeah, I think he's worth a little bit more than that. <laughs> right. So I don't, I don't really know if trading time for dollars is a good thing on his end. So. Right, right. We'll have to see how that goes. I don't think he needs it. <laughs> so, Rick, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. This is the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you can back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Fear of not having enough money specifically, and then also failing. You know, uh, as I mentioned before, having to go back uh, and scrub those decks of, um, you know, getting back into online ad sales. That was, that was my biggest fear. What is the best business advice that you've ever received? I mentioned this a little bit before, but it, that it's all about your mindset. You know, without a positive mindset, it is really, really hard to be successful. So, you know, that's a, that's uh, for many people, including myself, that's a, something that uh, needs to be addressed every single day. So making sure that your mindset is um, in place and set that so that you are going to be successful. Otherwise, it's going to be really difficult. Yeah. What do you regret doing or not doing at some point in your journey? And what lesson did you learn? I think I regret most staying as long as I did in those corporate jobs. That was a really nice paycheck that was coming every two weeks. And, um, you know, I regret not starting this Facebook marketing business sooner. Um, you know, hindsight, of, of course, is twenty twenty, But at the same time, I, I do look back on it and say, there was a reason that that happened. I, do, I did need to, as I mentioned before, get some things um, in order before I actually made uh, the jump. But I, I do wish I had done that sooner. I have a feeling I might know half of this answer coming up. If you could only choose two websites to obtain all the information you needed to succeed, what would they be and why? I have to be on Facebook. It, it is a huge time waster, even, even for me, even when it's my business. But, uh, you know, I have to be on Facebook in order to 
uh, keep up with what is going on, seeing what brands are doing on there, seeing what's working, seeing what is not working. Um, I would say the other one is probably Mashable. It has so much information on there of from a variety of different topics that um, you know it, it kind of gives you a quick hit of what's going on. You can you know as long as you set a little bit of a time limit to go in there, read a bunch of stuff, look at what um, you know is of interest to you, what you want to learn about for that day, and, and then get out. It's uh, it's a great site. Perfect. Do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with Fire Nation? I do love Evernote and use it every single day. But um, you know what? I started using um, Boomerang Calendar for, yes. G- for Gmail. I started using that, I don't know, last year sometime, and I love it. It is, I mean, it is the biggest time saver. Um, it sounds like you use it, so when you, you're aware of this, but for those of you who are not, it, when you have a date in one of your emails, it sort of highlights it. Uh, almost hyperlinks it, if you will, and then you can kind of mouse over the date and uh, a little pop-up box appears with your calendar and it'll tell you if you're available, number one. And then if you are, you can schedule it. You just hit a button that says add this event to your calendar uh, and boom, you've added. And it takes into account the information that's in your email. So it brings all of that basically within one click into your calendar. It's awesome. Oh, love that. If you could recommend a book for Fire Nation, what would it be? I'm sure you've heard this a million times and a lot of your guests have said the same thing, but I mean, the four-hour work week definitely changed my life. I mean, without a doubt, I've read it. I pretty much read it every year, um, but without a doubt, that was uh, you know that changed my life. But uh, more recently, uh, and this was, uh, I believe he talked about it on your show, but Chris Brogan had recommended the book Living Beautifully. Yes. With Uncertainty and Change. Uh, and I'm going to get her name wrong, and I apologize. It's, I think it's Pema Ch- uh, Chodron, C-H-O-D-R-O-N. Um, that book's a game changer for me. Um, it's been awesome. I, I'm actually, I've read it. It's a short book. I've read it once, and I'm already rereading it again. It is, um, it's uh, based in sort of Buddhist thinking, but um, you know, making sure that you're present and what you talked about before. It's all about the journey and recognizing um, and being present with those things that happen to you along the way. It's awesome. It's powerful. And yeah, just for the listeners, that's Pema Chodron. That's C-H-O-D-R-O-N. I will link this up in the show notes for you. And to go back to what you said with Chris Brogan, he did not only recommend this book, but this is one of the three books that he will be reading in 2013. Three and only three. He's on what's called the three book diet, which means he's only going to consume over and over again three books to make sure that he really gets the true value and power out of them. Yeah, I, I, I heard that on the interview and I actually asked him after that because I didn't believe it. And uh, he said, yeah, I mean, what he's doing, he's just rereading these books over and over to make sure, just like you said, to get the most he possibly can out of these books, which I think is uh, really, really smart. I mean, especially with a book like that, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. And his other, one of his other choices was The Four Hour Body by Tim Ferriss. And that's quite a, quite a book as well. So you don't need to read that too many times before your year's up. Right. <laughs> so Rick, this is the last question. It's my favorite, but it's kind of tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at Fire Nation with a great answer. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. 
What would you do in the next seven days? Ooh, that's a great question. You know, I would really start speaking with and interviewing as many people as I possibly could speak to. Um, Are you saying you I, start a podcast? You're the first person if you said that. Well, I mean, that's what I'm doing right now. And, and, <laughs> and I'm it's super energized about it. So yes, I would definitely be doing that. Um, but I, was, yes. I would speak to and interview as many people as I possibly could and find out uh, you know, find out what the, what issues they they fa- they're faced with on a daily basis. Right. Um, I would start connecting with these people, and then I'd look at my own skill set and say, okay, how best could I help these people that are you know with these daily issues that I you know that I could actually help? And I would start creating content around it, as you mentioned, podcasting, interviewing them, audio. Um, you know, I, I would start. Uh, I'd have a website, of course, and start uh, writing blog posts and creating videos. Um, you know, and, and making sure I distribute the, that content to as many people as possible. Nice, Rick. That was great actionable advice. And you've given us actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then tell us how we can connect with you and your business, and then we'll say goodbye. Cool. I, I think as far as a, a piece of parting advice, some people call this their magic time of the day. And I really didn't know what this meant until I, I was doing this full time. And, you know, I really owned um, my entire day, if you will. But it, it all comes down to finding the times during the day that you're most productive and then protecting those times at all costs. You know, me personally, I'm an early morning person. So I'm most productive in the first half of the day, especially um, early morning. When I Once I hit the evening time, you know, forget it. Uh, there are a lot of people who are more productive late at night. I know several people like that. It's just not me. So really try to find that time during the day that you're most, that you're most productive and do as much as you can to protect that time so that you can be as productive as possible during the day. Uh, as far as connecting with me, you can connect with me on my website. It's rickmulready.com, R-I-C-K-M-U-L-R-E-A-D-Y. Dot com. And you'll be ready for him. I'll be ready. <laughs> Rick, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, and experience. Fire Nation, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation is an incredibly passionate and engaged audience. An entrepreneur on fire gets over 150,000 unique downloads every month. If you have a product or service that you know would resonate with Fire Nation, Go to sponsoreofire.com and join past sponsors like Chris Brogan, who saw incredible results. That's sponsoreofire.com. Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.